Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Standing and let's just pray together. Father, we just thank you for tonight, and we thank you, God, that when we're in church, that Lord, supernatural things happen. We know, Father, that even though we're gathered in a building, we just know church is so much more than just meeting together in a place. That God, you want to speak to us, that you want to, Father, minister to us. And we just invite you, God, tonight to do a work in the areas of our lives that we can't see, God. We ask you to do a work in our heart, in our mind, in our soul, and our spirit, God. And we just give you praise in advance for what you're going to do, Father. I just pray for each of us tonight that, Lord, you'd have your way and that, God, we would all leave changed tonight. We'd all leave, Father, closer to you than when we got here and, Father, looking more like you than when we got here. And, God, we're excited for the year ahead. We just ask you, Lord, go before us, lead us, and guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and take your seats, everybody. And I, I don't know what was going on with everybody else, but I loved that joke, Pastor Lauren. I thought it was, I thought it was great. My favorite part of that joke was looking over and seeing Pastor Mark ask Jazz for details and assistance on the joke. That was my favorite part. <laughs> so good. Hey, it's great to have you in church tonight. I'm really believing that God's going to speak to you. And uh, I've just had a great time uh, with Bianca, Micah and I. We went away to Sydney uh, to go and be with Pastor Jack Haynes' church. So many of you know Pastor Jack. He's a great friend of our church. But we were able to go and uh, speak at their youth camp and speak at the church there and see them. They send their love. And Pastor Jack is just raving about our church all the time when I'm there to his staff and everything. But uh, great, great to be there. And also Pastor Jared, um, our senior your pastor, my dad. I want to encourage you to keep him in your prayers. He's currently in Montreal uh, visiting our church location there. So he's with Pastor Spencer and Leah and the team. And uh, they're gearing up to lease a building there and to move church into a permanent location for us. And so he's there encouraging the team and just meeting with everybody. And so keep him in your prayers. Montreal's very far. It's a 12-hour time difference. And Pastor Jared's just had a significant birthday. And so it's a big trip. And so we want to just pray for him. We want to yeah, pray for him that God would just be with him and just help him just be a huge blessing as we know he will be. But I don't know about suitcases and stuff for my dad, but just pray for him, mate. Um, <laughs> stuff happens and anyway. Um, and hey, we have had such a great time this week with our youth and young adult leaders and church. If you see a youth leader or a young adult leader, give them a big hug. They're doing a great job. And we're in for a great year in those areas. And we've just got such a great team there of, of people that are passionate about God, passionate about people, and I'm really expectant for God to do something great in our young people and in our young adults this year. And even I just noticed that it was a big couple of days, not a lot of sleep happening. Um, put it this way, I was in, a, in a, an apartment with three toddlers. I had more sleep than half of the leaders, and half of them are up here leading worship tonight. And I just thought, what great passionate people. And so we've got a great team and uh, church Give your youth leaders a hug and your young adult leaders a hug. Give them some petrol money, whatever you want to do. Um, that'd be really good. But I want to preach tonight a short message and I want to preach on unconditional praise and worship. Unconditional praise and worship. I'm going to seek to define these terms as we go, but 
unconditional praise and worship is the, the topic of tonight's message. And the Word of God, everybody, the Bible teaches us that God is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is omnipotent, which means that He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent, which means He's everywhere and everywhere at once. He is omniscient, which means He's all-knowing. Scripture teaches us He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one true God. Everything is subject to His sovereignty and everything is subject to His authority. And spoiler alert, Jesus, His Son, is coming back to the earth. God's Son is returning in glory. It is going to be a powerful moment. And the Bible tells us every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We sang tonight multiple songs that had different names for God. We sang Adonai, El Shaddai, Elohim, Yahweh. We, we sang some beautiful names for God. One of the most gangster things in the Old Testament is before these names are introduced and God reveals Himself to Moses through a burning bush and has a conversation with Moses and He sends Moses out on a mission and Moses says, who shall I tell people has sent me? And God says, I am who I am. And Moses, I guess, would want to press for more information. Like, so, so who is that? Who? And, and God says, tell others, I am sent me. And so literally when Moses goes and they say, which God? He's saying, I am. Psalms 19 verse 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Revelation 4.11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelations 5.13 says, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honour and glory and might forever and ever. Feel free to say Amen. Amen. Everybody, God is worthy of our praise and our worship. God is worthy of our praise and our worship. Before He does anything for us, He is worthy of our praise and our worship. Praise and worship, it's such an important part of a church service to position our hearts and our focus, yet it's not about us. Even though praise and worship is important to us, certainly in the church, it's absolutely not about us. It's not about you. It helps us engage, helps us connect with God, to become sometimes more aware of God, yet it's not about us. It's such an important part of a service, but it's even more an important part of every believer's life. And such an important part of creation, every created thing is created to praise and worship God. Luke chapter 19, verse 37 says this, speaking of Jesus, when He came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Stuff just has to praise Him. God's worthy of praise. Something's got to praise Him. All all creation is created to praise and worship and bring glory to God. To shout both figuratively and literally of the glory and goodness of God. I I read something recently which I thought was pretty cool. Now, I don't think there's... Not to like, don't don't say this is the theology of our church, but I don't think there's a huge difference between praise and worship, just personally. But I liked this this quote says, "Praise is opening up, worship is entering in." I thought that was pretty cool. I used to think praise was a fast song, worship was a slow song. (laughs) As a young drummer, I thought that praise was songs that made you sweat, and worship was songs that made you cry. (laughs) But here's the thing: if your focus isn't on God, Regardless of the content of the song, the speed of the song, the instruments in the song, the genre of the song, whether there's a mosh pit or not, it's neither praise nor worship, unless your heart and your mind are turned to God. Praise and worship is something inwardly, a revelation, an awareness of God, an awareness of a truth about God, a passion on the inside, a love on the inside, a conviction on the inside, presenting outwardly to give God and God alone glory, to praise Him and to worship Him. That is why praise and worship is not limited to music. That's why painting can be worship. Giving financially can be worship. Playing the triangle can be worship. And I say that because there's some, some people believe certain instruments can't be worship, but it's not even about instruments. It's about your heart and your mind. Don't be deceived into thinking that praise and worship is exclusively on the outside. It's actually starting exclusively on the inside. How it manifests on your body will depend whether there's a mosh pit or not. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But here's the important thing, everybody. Praise and worship, bringing glory to God. It starts in your heart and your mind and it manifests in your actions. And there's been times in my life when there's a whole lot happening in my body. Nothing happening in here. Nothing happening in here. It looks like, wow, George is a passionate praiser. Again, there's nothing happening in here. (laughs) Nothing happening in here. It's more important what's happening in your head and your heart, everybody. That your, your whole being begins to focus on God and begins to seek to magnify God and give God the praise and worship that He deserves. And that's where it starts. It's essential to real praise and worship that it starts on the inside, in the unseen and then manifests on the outside. You know, a powerful story about praise and worship, we're going to read it together, is about Paul and Silas in the New Testament. And this story was made famous by an R&B song in the early 2000s, which was sung at one of my chapels as a young kid. Um, It'll make sense in a minute. Let's read it together. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And this is about Paul and Silas being imprisoned. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. 
The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in this house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptised. They hadn't even done starting point yet. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Do you remember that song? Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise Him. Yeah, man, I was at school and they did that. I was in a non-Christian school and a lot of kids weren't Christians. And one day the chaplain got up and he said, I've got a treat for you guys today. And they cracked that song out and all my friends were like, is that, is that what you guys sing at church? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> there was like a chaplain with a backwards visor hat, like kind of doing his thing. Anyway. It's this idea came out of that song, which is kind of drawing from this scripture, but it's this idea that if we're not careful, we all buy into, which is when I need something broken off my life, I'll praise Him. When I'm stuck in some chains, then I'll worship because worship gets me out of chains. You know what's dangerous about that is that then worship becomes about us getting something from God. I wanna talk about unconditional praise and worship where you worship God when you're in chains. Not knowing if the worship's going to get you out enough, that's not even the reason why you're doing it. What I love about this story is that Paul and Silas weren't worshipping so the chains came off. They didn't know that was going to happen. They hadn't read this part of the Bible yet. They were worshipping and singing hymns in jail, in chains, because they know God is worthy of it. We've got to be so careful, everybody. He is worthy of our praise and our worship even when we're in the chains, even when we're in prison. What does that mean? If you find yourself in a circumstance that is not good, that is challenging, that you feel like is not where God wants you to be, that's a great place to worship God because He's God. That's a great place to praise God because He's God. It's much easier when things are going good, but then sometimes that becomes the motive of our worship. I'll give you some examples. When you get that new job, isn't it a natural instinct to say, praise God, got a new job. What about no job, but praise God. Yeah. It, you know, when you get better from an illness or something like that. Hey, I'm feeling so much better today, praise God. It's a little bit conditional. What about, hey, I'm sick. I'm navigating a health challenge. But outside of that, God is worthy of my worship and my praise. When Bianca and I were newly married, and uh, I'd recently received my credential at the church. It meant that I was eligible for a salary sacrifice package. And I had no idea what that meant. And so I had a conversation with our accounts department. Shout out to the accounts department at church. They are amazing people, great team. But they, they just helped me and they said, hey, George, here's what you've got to do. You've got uh, pay that needs to come in and come out so you can be, uh, get under the threshold, blah, 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 blah. And so part of that was um, me and Bianca needed a new car and what was going to work really well was, hey, let's get a loan for the car and we'll do that. This is not financial advice. I'm just telling you a story. <laughs> Pastor Jordan said no. And here's what happened. We went as a young couple. We went and uh, went to the bank and we said, hey, we want to buy a new car. We'd love to apply for a car loan. We'd love to do all this sort of stuff. We began the conversation. It's a weird time for the keys to start. <laughs> went for a car loan. Boom. Um, we had this conversation and uh, what happened was I got an email 
saying that you are conditionally approved for a car loan. What the bank wanted, they said, we wanna see a couple of bank statements and, and, a, and a couple more pay slips. What they were saying was, we wanna see more evidence that you're good for this. We can do that to God. We can say, God, my praise and my worship, before I give it to you, I wanna see that you're good for this. I wanna see that you answer my prayer so that you get my worship. I wanna see that I get better so you get my praise. I wanna see you give me that job so you can have my voice. I wanna see you give me that girlfriend so that you can have my time. And we send God an email saying, you're conditionally approved for my worship. On the proviso, on the proviso that you show me you're good for it. My finances, God, you're provisionally approved on the proviso that XYZ happens. Church, what we're doing there is we're conditionally praising and worshipping God. Because He'll bless me, I'll praise. Because He'll break the chains, I'll praise. Paul and Silas didn't know that yet. They were in chains and chose to praise, chose to sing hymns, chose to sing of God because God is God and He is worthy despite what's happening on the outside, despite what's happening in your life, everybody. God is worthy of your worship. He's worthy of your praise. The woman at the well was, was encouraged by Jesus about true worship and that true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. And, and there's some complexities to that, but what it speaks of, one of the things is that it, it's with the truth of God's Word informing our worship. So we're understanding good theology, good understanding of Scripture, of who God is. And that, that reinforces my worship. That gives me the ability to worship in a correct way because I see God correctly. I understand God correctly. I understand who He is and what He's doing. And I'm able to worship in a true way. If it's not in the truth of God's Word, it's not grounded in who God really is. And it just becomes according to how we feel. So to worship God in spirit and in truth is to say, this is what the Word of God teaches me about who God is and I'm gonna worship because of that. It tells me that He is the great I Am. It tells me that He is my provider. He is my healer. I'm gonna worship God based on the truth of what the Word says. That's why I'm gonna worship. Not the truth of what's happening around me, the truth of the Word of God. The more we're in the Word, the more we're in tune with God's Spirit, the more our life worships despite what's going on around us. He is good and He is worthy and He is worthy of our praise and our worship. I wanna challenge you heading into this new year. Don't be someone that says, God, my praise and my worship, you're conditionally approved for it. If you turn this situation around, I'll step it up. God, if you change this in my life, then I'll give you my Sunday mornings. Then I'll give you the start of my day. Then I'll give you my finances. God is worthy of our praise and our worship before He does anything for us. If God does not do another thing for me, He is worthy of worship for the rest of my life from me, despite what's happening around me. Worship in the face of challenges and in the face of storms and in the face of adversity is potent worship. It is potent, powerful worship. But don't give the worship to God because He's gonna give you something back. Give it to God as a gift. God, my voice, my worship, every part of me I give to You as a gift, Lord. I'm not expecting anything back. You're just worthy of it, you deserve it. 
He is so worthy. Why don't we just stand together, everybody? Just stand to your feet. Everyone, God is worthy of our praise and our worship, but in reality, God is worthy of our everything. God is worthy of our everything. And God has done everything so that we can be in a relationship with Him. He who has no beginning and has no end, was not created, is all-knowing, all-powerful. He wants to have a relationship with you. He created you. He's a powerful God, but He's also a loving God. He's a powerful God, but He's also a personal God. And He loves you and He knows you. And He wants to extend His grace and His mercy to you tonight so that you could begin a great relationship with Him. He's worthy of our lives. He's worthy of our everything. And God tonight is reaching out to you. He's extending His grace and His mercy. And He's saying, will you open up your life? Will you open up your heart? Will you receive tonight? Receiving salvation, the beginning of a miracle on the inside of you. It starts in just believing in Jesus Christ, in the Son of God, that what He achieved for you and I is enough for us to know our Creator, to know God in a personal way. He is worthy of our everything and He's reaching out to you tonight. I'd love to give you an opportunity, if you don't know God, to right now begin a relationship with God, to by faith put your trust in Jesus and believe that God will begin a supernatural miracle in your heart, your mind, your soul and your spirit in the Name of Jesus. So right across the room, just invite you to close your eyes just to focus on God. And at this time, in this moment, for you just to focus on nothing else except your relationship with God. Do you know God personally? Have you made a decision to give Him your life, to surrender your life to Him? Have you opened up your heart to Him? If you haven't, tonight is the night to do that, to by faith say, God, I don't understand everything, but I wanna by faith put my trust in You. Would you change my life? Would you change my heart? Would you set me free? If that's you here tonight, you want to begin that relationship with God, on the count of three, shoot your hand up. And I would love to pray with you. And I would love to believe with you for God to do something in your heart and life tonight in Jesus' name. So if that's you tonight, just raise your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. Right across this room. Don't miss this opportunity tonight. Lift your hand up. I'd love to pray with you. I see lots of hands going up already. Be bold. Be brave. Take a step towards God tonight. He is reaching out to you. Take a step of faith. Put your trust in Him tonight in Jesus' name. So, so good. Join these hands already, everybody. If you feel God knocking on your heart right now, you just feel that tonight's that night, just take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. God's reaching out to you. See that hand as well. See that hand over there. Keep lifting them, everybody. Don't miss this opportunity. Young person, older person, God loves you. He's reaching out to you tonight in Jesus' name. So, so good. I'll just give a few more moments. Just a few more moments. Whether it is your first time or you've been many times, you're so welcome to lift your hand and be included in this prayer tonight. God wants to do a great work in your life in Jesus' name. So, so good. Okay, everyone, you can pop your hands down. You can pop your hands down. I'd love to do one last thing with you tonight. And that is, I'd love you just to step out of your seat and to be bold and brave. Just come down the front. We do this every Friday night, actually. And I'd love to just pray with you and lead you in a prayer. And we would just love to help you and celebrate you in this journey that you're beginning with God tonight. So if you just raise your hand, when the band starts to sing, just come out of your seat and just feel the front here. But hey, if you didn't raise your hand just then, but you know tonight's tonight you need to connect with God. You need to make things right with God. I want to encourage you, you come as well. It's not too late. I'd love to pray with you. So team, why don't we sing? And church, let's give everyone a big clap as they start to come. 
Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.